the art of everything. So, The Drowning Eye is a little-known play by Franz Fanon, uh, written in 1949, part love poem, part surrealist narrative, and part philosophical uh, treatise. Uh, Fanon's play reads as a testimony to the power and possibilities of love as an act of resistance. This contemporary reimagining of the text explores the edge between love, shadow, and violence. Tamara Gers and Stacey Hardy join forces with Guasha, the Market Theatre Lab, and Windy Brow Art Centre to present this work at a time when Fennon's writing has new relevance for a generation of young South Africans questioning the limits and possibility uh, of a revolution today. The Drowning Eye is performed in the midst of exhibition Revolutionary Love, which seeks to explore the role of historical loves within revolutionary movements. Both works are made possible by funding from uh, the French Institute of uh, South Africa and uh, Mazas, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, with additional research supported by uh, Neuro Collegium for Culture and Society uh, at the University of uh, Chicago. Tamara has also shown the play, uh, in fact, I think three or two times already, up to two times uh, here at uh, the National Arts Festival. And and she is sitting in front of me uh, to talk about the play. I always say there is, anyway, some form of revolution to love as an act, isn't it? Uh, because there, there has, uh, you explained to me about why, welcome by the way, Could you look at how excited Thank I you. am, uh, why, uh, you know, Fanon's work was so exciting to you and why you wanted to make sure you put it on stage. Well, I mean, I think for a generation of young South Africans who are discovering Fanon maybe, you know, in the last few years, um, they would be familiar with, you know, black skin, white masks, wretched of the earth, and his writings as a revolutionary thinker. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't necessarily know him as, a, as an aspiring dramatist in his youth, mm -hmm. right? So he wrote this play when he was only 24 years old. It was before he wrote Black Skin, White Masks and these other um, works that have influenced so many revolutionary thinkers throughout, um, you know, throughout history, throughout the last sort of 50, 60 years. But the, the drowning eye is like, a glimpse into the young Fanon's mind mm -hmm. and it's really a love story it's a love triangle mm -hmm. but when you say about love and revolution you know how do these two concepts go together and there's so many ways in which we we sort of coming at this idea but this play is really about how love can be a catastrophe yes. <laughs> you know how so if you think about that title the drowning eye you know losing yourself losing your soul almost in the other person um, the magic of theater is also around um, uh, its immediacy uh, you you know uh, as uh, people who write produce it who uh, you, you you really it's sitting in your minds for the longest time uh, until uh, you commission the work and you put it in front of people and uh, you know you hope that what you believed it would be ends up translating as well to audiences tell me about taking the drowning eye out for the first time here at the National Arts Festival one were you nervous and what 
kind of response did it get? Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, we've been, I've been so lucky to have this incredible cast, um, Kwasha, who are the, the youth theatre company for the market theatre. Mm -hmm. So they're young lab graduates and some Vits, a uh, couple of Vits graduates and, they, and um, also a wonderful young actress from City Varsity. They're a really amazing team. But this play is a huge challenge. It is wordy. Mm. It's very poetic. The poetry is beautiful and it's layered. It's kind of saturated. So it has been an incredible journey of mm -hmm. exploration and trying to get our mouths around these words. And then the excitement of coming to the festival after two years of not really being live and all of that. And what we've done is we've done it in a very small, intimate venue. So mm -hmm. there are only 50 seats. And only it's audience 50 on, seats. It's audience on both sides. So it's like this very intimate venue. And, you know, some of the scenes are, well, very intimate. Because so you do say here that it's, an, you know, it's uh, performed in the midst of uh, the exhi exhibition Revolutionary Love. Right. What does that mean? So what we've done is... Um, my colleague and uh, collaborator, Stacey Hardy, who unfortunately isn't at the festival at the moment, mm -hmm. she's been working at the University of Chicago with a, a group of PhD and master's students. She's presented a course called Fanon Fire Love. Mm -hmm. And they've been really delving into this idea of love and revolution, mm -hmm. looking at you know, couples, love letters between like Che Guevara and um, his wife, Aleda March. Yes. Um, we've gone into the archives and found all kinds of beautiful photographs and love letters and love and resistance love and resistance love yes. and revolution so so you know really this idea of uh, I think sh it was Shay who said you know love if love is a revolutionary revolutionaries need to be motivated by love yes. and not hatred right Absolutely. so it's it's People who know Fanon know him for advocating violence, but they think of that out of context maybe, and that there's, it's, it's really about the, the, the violence of colonialism and having to um, you know, find ways of justifying any means or whatever. But if you bring love into this equation, it's not to say that love makes you soft and kind and gentle, because it doesn't necessarily Sometimes do that. Sometimes you have to fight for it. Yeah, so there's that. And then, so it's really, and then interrogating also in the, the role of women in revolutions. Yeah. Because this is often an unwritten story, right? Yeah. The, the women who, who have fought, fought in revolutions or who have, by whatever sort of means, have, have had to maybe change their identities or um, where you did know, you make find really Guasha? difficult choices. Where did you find Guasha and how's that collaboration? And the, the collaboration is amazing. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to work on and off with the Market Theatre Lab, mm -hmm. Market Theatre Laboratory, um, with their training program. And they have, I mean, really, I think it's one of the best training programs in the country at the moment. They have so much talent coming through there all the time. And then they have this group every year there's a new kwasha so they've been this is the fifth year mm -hmm. i actually worked with the first kwasha in 2018 and they're kind of they split their time between the windy brow theater which is being revived mm -hmm. there's like a whole amazing scene starting to happen at the windy brow art center in mm -hmm. hillbrow mm -hmm. and so they divide their time between there and the 
and the market lab and they do after school classes with youth in Hillbrow. I mean, you'll be amazed what's, so what's going what's, on. So what's the response been like at the end of the play when people come to you? What kinds of things uh, do they say? So what we've heard so far is people going, first of all, like, this is an amazing text. Yes. It's an amazing play. The, the, the words, the poetry, the imagery, the, you know, it's, it's really incredible. Yeah. Um, I was told by Moachi um, when I was giving him a lift just now, uh, he's at a show unfortunately so he can't join us, mm. um, he's one of the actors, Moachi um, Kai, he said that he, as they were walking down the road and they saw a group of people who had just been at the show mm -hmm. and they were just like applauding them mm -hmm. and just saying, you know, it's been, I think, quite a, it, it's quite serious, mm. it's quite sort of dark in a way, mm -hmm. um, but they, yeah, it's been a very transporting experience. Mm -hmm. We've got one more show tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Which stage and at what time? So it's at the gallery, the studio, the Rhodes, the Rhodes Gallery, so it's like a small little studio venue. Yeah. It's not one of the, the main sort of theatres. Another 50-seater. It's a 50-seater, and I don't know how many tickets we have left. We'd, yeah. have, to, we'd have to check that because it has been selling quite fast. Yeah. If um, support were to come through, outside of just the, the festival that we're at, the National Arts Festival, uh, would you want to take it further and, and, so and, and stretch <coughs> it as far as you can? Because uh, it's, it's something extremely refreshing, mm. I you think. You mean beyond the festival? Beyond the festival. We are, there are plans to do that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the wonderful things about working with Kwasha has been that we, Kwasha already have this relationship with the French Institute South Africa and mm -hmm. they've had previous shows supported by them. And to have a, you know, support like that has just been a gift because they've also brought some French corporate sponsors on board, which mm. has been Razaz and Bolloré. Yeah. And that's incredible because, you know, it's people who really have, have sort of understood the value of this work. Is it this French connection, I suppose, in yeah. a way? And so the plan is to do it in October at the Market Theatre Lab, at the Ramalau Theatre. Yeah. For, I think we've got about a two-week run in October. Yeah. So it'll be a different staging, different setting, so it won't be, you know, quite in the same intimate, intimate way as it is now. Yeah. But, but uh, I think it'll grow, you know? Yeah. What do fan and fans say? Well, this is in what terms I'm of choosing particularly the drowning eye. Well, this is what I'm really going to be interested in, in hearing is from some from you know from some serious Fanon scholars because yeah. um, I don't know yet. I haven't had those conversations does it make you yet with people. At all? Sure, sure it does. I mean, you know, Fanon is one of those figures who kind yes. of has this myth mythos around him, you know, there's so much um, that's been written about him mm -hmm. and so on. But you know, we've, you know, we've been, we've also got music that we commissioned from uh, Dumi Mohorosi mm -hmm. and um, Gabi Mutuba, who I think is on the, the, the festival program as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. and, and, and what's that and music like? And we've got like? is doing a little voice, these voice clips because there's this interesting aspect which is just this disembodied voice, this mysterious voice, maybe it's the voice of the playwright, we don't know. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been a really lovely collaborative venture as well. The music is, we've got about four tracks from them. It's, I mean, people must 
come and see. I'm, 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 yeah, it's hard to describe. It's hard Let's to put describe. It, put it like that. Look, I think, uh, you know, the courage uh, <coughs> and the determination uh, for you uh, to venture here is what ended up getting you here at uh, the National Arts Festival. And for that, congratulations. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, for stretching uh, yourself and uh, uh, bringing to light the, the work of, uh, of Fanon is uh, incredible. That's why we wanted to talk to you. So congratulations and good luck for the last one tomorrow. <laughs> Thank and, you. And hopefully more fans will see it uh, in October. You, did you say October? Yes, it'll be, I think, in the first, or first two weeks of October, somewhere there. Um, yeah, I'm really sorry that our wonderful cast couldn't be here to, to share. No, but you, the, you sold the story the pretty perfectly. And but, uh, yeah. congratulations, Tamara. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Tamara goes, and uh, that play is called The Drowning Eye. As I said, it's a little-known play uh, by Franz Fanon, the writer uh, who wrote it in 1949, a part-time love poem, uh, part-time surrealist narrative. It's 21.38 on the Art of Everything, Friday, the 1st of July, at the National uh, uh, Arts Festival in Makanda uh, here in 2022.